I'm in a dream. I'm nothing like the others. I own this world. This game was meant for you, William. But you must play it alone. Where is the center of the maze? If you're looking for a reckoning, welcome to Way at Westworld. Well, my brain hurts anyway. This is Way at Westworld's episode for season two, episode 10, The Passenger. Spoiler warning, we will once again be sharing too much information about the episode, so if you haven't seen it yet, don't keep listening, or you're gonna end up having to wipe that information out of your programming, just like Bernard did. If you've been listening to our humble podcast now for a while, it'd be great if you could subscribe on iTunes or Acast, Stitcher or Google Play and leave us a review whilst you're there. So much happened. Unfortunately, I have downloaded the Westworld mobile game and got way too into playing it, so I, I didn't prepare for today. I'm, but I'm on level 11 now, so like, right, you should okay. be really impressed. That's what really matters. Yeah. It yeah. is. So in last night's episode, Dolores and Bernard went on a day trip to the library and then a weird-looking futuristic tanning salon that only seemed to light up a bit of your face. <laughs> the man in black just can't help himself. Not ever. And his collection of bullet wounds is now up to five. Which is like really good in collection terms unless it's bullet wounds, which is really bad. Um, <laughs> Sizemore did something useful for once. Maeve up the Matrix stakes. And then behold, a pale horse. And its rider's name... Zombie Clementine. Oh dear. Oh dear. That was a terrible one, wasn't it? Yeah, that's a really bad This one's even worse. Oh, oh, here we go. A post-credit scene set up the next Avengers Infinity War. Or Spider-Man. I was really confused by this point and I'm not too sure. <laughs> oh, and by the way, Charlotte was actually Dolores for a bunch of this season. That cool, we all okay with that? Okay, fine, let's move on. <laughs> so yeah, uh, very, very interesting episodes. I think if we went through every character, we'd be here for four hours, and I know that we would be happy with that, but time rolls on, so let's just start with favourite moment of this episode. Gary, take it away. The moment that Maeve appears, having been sutured together with the slow-mo bison, taking out the the soldiers. I think HBO called it Mother of Bulls. I, I saw that earlier bad. today, yeah. yes. She was like Michael good. Jordan running with the bulls there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was just, I, I think it was just a glorious moment for her. It was almost like a rebirth. Mm-hmm. Um, the looks on the faces of the, the soldiers as they were getting skewered by the bulls, the slow motion, yeah. yes. the reactions of Hector and the rest of them when they realised who the heck it was. Mm-hmm. I think especially because that had been previewed in a trailer and we'd always just wondered when's that yes. coming yeah like, yeah it was yes yeah. it when's was that? it was actually it was the preview trailer for before the season even started mm-hmm. and you were like right are they not doing that is yeah. the slow motion bill not happening mm-hmm. but no that, that was <laughs> slow motion bill <laughs> that was that was for me that was the, yeah. the, the the peak of the episode and it, i think the fact it finished with Sizemore going bloody hell yeah. yes which is what we were all saying <laughs> it kind of reminded me of the scene in uh, Black Panther when Daniel Kaluuya's character calls in the rhinos and they start yes. getting uh, killing folk yes. I thought that was brilliant yeah that, that was definitely one of my favourite scenes um, just even the, the CGI involved with the, the bison of the bulls mm-hmm. was flawless yes. for me I thought it was incredible but um, the scene with zombie Clementine coming through the crowd 
just slowly at first and then she was a virus yep. that infected the crowd and everyone behind her started fighting each other that was visually stunning yep. for me yeah. loved that scene white horse white dress and even Charlotte's little quip why you don't need four horse uh, moon when you've got one exactly uh, that was good that, although I was getting really stressed that no one seemed to be going we should run yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only Maeve and Hector yeah. looked at that and went oh that's dodgy let's let's move away from yeah. that scene In everyone fact, else we, well even Akechita was, was just like you guys go I'm yeah. going to stay here and help yeah. out uh-huh. um, I think he was the only one that actually registered any sort of danger in this yeah, moment. Yeah. Everyone's going, who's that? I recognise her from Sweetwater. <laughs> Is that Clement? Oh, I'm fighting someone. It was almost like a zombie attack. Like I mean, I know yeah. Clementine looked like a zombie and it felt like they were all attacking each other, like Day of the Dead, uh, the Zack Snyder version. Yeah. Just Them all just going for them, bringing them off the horse and attacking them. It was brilliant. Loved that scene. My absolute favourite moment was Sizemore um, and his little farewell speech. Yep. His chance to... <laughs> take up acting he wrote the narrative why not perform the narrative that I mean I, I spent a lot of last night wandering around the house doing my if you're looking for a reckoning <laughs> that was fantastic it was great as well I, I had felt very sad when I saw Hector stand up to go do his farewell speech and sacrifice himself and him and Mavis at the moment so just to get him grabbed away to the side yes. yeah. I thought that was beautiful like Sizemore's finally stepped up he finally realised he had a job to do yes he finally got a heroic moment because yes. up until now he's been kind of cowardice mm-hmm. he's, Absolutely. He's, he's always kind of managed to get himself away from the action yeah. here uh-huh. I mean even him saying that's my line yeah. yes. was just wonderful I always thought there was some comedic timing in it the way um, Hector was about to announce himself and he's like yes. hold on a second no step back <laughs> and the realisation also that that was the speech Hector was supposed to do way back episode 1 season 1 but then he gets shot through the neck yes, the yes yeah, like yeah. that was Hector's big speech Great and callback. finally Sizemore was going to perform it although I did think it was maybe Sizemore's fault for standing there with a gun you could do that speech but you could also have your hands up yeah, yeah. and just distract for five minutes yeah but that's not quite as heroic it's is not it? as a heroic no. no no but I mean probably a better outcome for him yeah yeah. yeah. can I also add I know you asked for one favourite part one, uh, one favourite we'll scene allow it Maeve using her powers to just pause everyone yes. that was great that yeah. scene was just wonderful mm-hmm. I thought that was uh, the Tension in her face, the the difficulty she was having holding everyone back, yeah, yes. but it wasn't a pained grimace. She was just very. It was a concentration Focused. there. Yeah. There was so much involved in that scene, you know, with with speaking to her daughter, yeah. the, the other mother there, and then realizing I have to let her go. And sacri- she she protected her. She fulfilled yeah. her promise. She protected her. Mm-hmm. Sacrificed herself. Yeah, that was a great moment. I great honestly, scene. for a split second, thought she was going to kill the other mother. I didn't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, don't you do this. <laughs> I was like, Maeve, please no. <laughs> We're this late in the season. It's been a very complicated oh, episode I... already. Please don't murder the new mother. Yes. Oh, I've had the fear for about a split second there. So, I mean, we've not really touched on the Bernard Charlotte Dolores side of the story which was a huge chunk of last night's 90 minute long episode I think I short circuited at that moment (laughs) yeah there was was a lot going on there yeah Uh, yeah. so we know that Dolores randomly bumped into the man in black who we'll get on to later because that that was so quick wasn't it it oh they're just pals now (laughs) they're just just met up I think that was if we're all allowed like more than one favourite moment in the episode I did also really enjoy it when Dolores put the um, the already fired bullet back into the gun Mm -hmm. setting him up because you were going, that's going to backfire, and I guarantee he's not going to be able to not shoot this at some <laughs> point. And even when he was going shooting um, the forces when they yes. were riding in Save the Day, 
there was a moment I thought that'll be very awkward if his if his backfires now and he's helping. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm glad it was the last bullet. It's in great the timing, wasn't it? <laughs> Almost like they wrote yeah. something and it's Funny fiction. That. Um, they meet Bernard, who's on his way to the forge. We. Man in Black decides that he can't help himself but has to betray everyone again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't help himself. Shoots his own hand off and we just leave him outside. Best place for him. Yes. And then Bernard and Dolores go on the wee elevator trip down to the fun library. Or the suntan booth, <laughs> as I've called it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, take a trip to the library where they meet the programmer Logan. Who, if I just want to relate everything back to the Matrix, is like that guy that was like the architect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to go back and watch the Matrix because I think if I just watch both of them back to back, everything will make sense again. Let's face it: if you're someone of a certain age, the Matrix is computing to you like that. (laughs) (laughs) Ones and zeros. Yeah, it all made sense after that. That library scene was impressive. Yes, I like how they they visually represented the four million souls as a library. I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. Finely bound books. Yeah, and and it'd be interesting to see what you know people how they're represented as a book. Is it a nice thick book? Is it more of a pamphlet? (laughs) You know. Spend in the park. Yeah. Oh, How deep are you, really? <laughs> are you a trilogy? <laughs> a highlight of the episodes was, I mean, Logan coming back into it. Yeah, yeah that was good. Host, yep. That was a great use of him because yes. he, he had a bit of a short shift this time round. It mm-hmm. was, it was sad to see him turn up. So yeah, it was great that Logan was the embodiment of the and not so the architect. Yeah, having a nicer time. <laughs> A nice he had, he had a nice wee tan, I think, yeah, on him. Yeah, yeah. Looked, yeah. Looked, looked well, not so nice that when we saw the flashback from. Delos's oh, memory. Yeah, that, that was, was, that was yeah. actually quite a, a moving moment. Yes. I I felt James Delos's return in this episode was a highlight, though seeing his insane versions of him oh, yeah. running around Sweetwater, the mm-hmm. the don't you run, don't you run. Mm-hmm. Very much just a angry Glaswegian man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We see it in Sucky Hall Street quite a lot. 3am, Sucky yeah. Hall Street. You'll find many men like that. <laughs> don't you run. Don't you run. <laughs> Although instead of bullets, it's usually glass bottles mm. that are throwing down the lane <laughs> so it was yeah I thought that whole scene it was good it all made sense I love the fact that it was the player piano's notes that everyone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was written in I thought it was great yep. apparently if you freeze a lot of the scenes you there's a lot of easter eggs you'll see people's names mm. as the books there's a lot of um, IP addresses yeah, right, I read about that, that you well, can type yeah. in if you if you want to really go in deep um, have you no, I'm Brilliant. still oh. struggling to understand the episode. Yeah. Like, like adding new layers. Let's understand the episode first before we start doing our homework. Adding new layers. So the big, the big reveal was that it turns out that the whole time Charlotte post-flood has been kicking about, almost the whole time, um, it's really been Dolores <laughs> in a Charlotte body. How do we feel about that? Uh, I felt that... Mo- I mean, I was speaking to Gary before before we start recording and I felt the moment had it like some real Terminator vibes even yeah. even the score felt like that dun, 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 dun. you needed that didn't you before that yeah I right. felt that that just happened and then it was almost the robotic way that she started shooting people barely looking at you um, I thought it was a, a really big twist mm-hmm. did not see it coming and there was a sort of nice kind of part that uh, the host version of Charlotte killed the real Charlotte because Charlotte yeah. was so evil towards Charlotte the Charlotte had gone full full oh, she was spectrum she ter- was gone mm-hmm. really evil yeah. it was a look in her face when like all the pieces started falling into place yeah. yeah yeah I part of me thinks Charlotte was just getting the job done in a difficult situation <laughs> but Bernard 
So I'm going to bring up my theory that I still am clinging to, even though many people tell me I'm wrong. Elsie still isn't real to me. So Bernard, this was Bernard's way out. Both Mac and Gary are making really pained faces at me right now. So Bernard has decided that to, so he's killed Dolores because she was going to close the gate, take it too far, destroy everything. He's like, that's not what the outcome should be. You need to believe in humans. Dolores is like, don't believe in humans. They're all evil. Mm -hmm. Bernard's like, nah. Great line about it being a nightmare, Mm -hmm. which was... Pretty cheesy line, but it was a, yeah, it was B movie quality, but it packed a punch, and I like that. Yeah, <laughs> box office marquee level delivery. Yes, exactly. That's it. That's all you need. So Bernard then bumps back into Elsie, who up until she speaks to Charlotte in the Mesa doesn't speak to anyone. I'm glad you referenced this because I was going yeah. to say she speaks to Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So but is this because Charlotte's a robot? She can no, this is, is Charlotte. That, is a human Charlotte. robot. Yes, yes. human robot. Human Charlotte. Human Charlotte. Bernard. Speaks to Elsie, drives back. Elsie puts him upstairs and sits him down and then goes downstairs to speak to Charlotte. Only conversation she has with Charlotte is everyone else has left the room and it's just the two of them. And then she gets killed and that's Bernard's awakening. But Bernard later in the episode, after Ford comes back and Ford, you know, we have a conversation where Bernard goes, I deleted you. Mm-hmm. I've just imagined you. Yes. You were just my excuse here. You were the, the catalyst I needed to get around and fix everything. Elsie, to me, still isn't real. She's just the excuse Bernard needed. Is she the voice in his head? Yeah, she's just her death. Bernard imagining her death as his ability to come to terms with the fact that he needs to do some bad stuff to fix. He's sitting there guilty. He knows what he's done. He's killed Dolores and the humans are all still being really mean to him. This is the catalyst he needs to move forward. There's an eagerness on Laura's face right now to, as if she's <laughs> trying to convince everyone, including herself. No, no, no. I'm still fine with it. I have to say, the way you still put it across is, it's yeah, no, I think that's argument, absolutely, I think the fact that Elsie had only spoken to two people yeah, and what and, oh, and the other conversation with and the conversation with Charlotte, the other person she spoke to, only Bernard saw that. Yes. And Bernard, we know he's not the best narrator, the most reliable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I could be swayed. Yeah. I could be swayed. Much like Maeve, I have convinced one person using my brain. <laughs> hey, the last few weeks I've agreed with a couple of your theories. Yeah, true, and true. I, will, I will admit the way you've Swaying. argued this one, Swaying. I'm leaning towards mm-hmm. perhaps you may be right. It's definitely like a lot better that. than your Felix argument, I'll give you yeah. that. I, yeah. But we'll get to that. <laughs> Look, a lot of people agreed with me when I put out the poll on Twitter, which was who is definitely a host? Oh, Felix, re- Felix, Felix, or Felix. A lot of people said Felix, okay? Right. Well, I went for Felix number three and it never get picked, so I'm disappointed. <laughs> oh, it's always Felix number four. I can't believe you would say that. So the other big issue with the library was obviously the man in black. Mm-hmm. Eventually ended up in it after a post-credit scene. That I think the problem with the post-credit scene was I was already emotionally and mentally drained mm-hmm. that the post-credit yeah. scene then really did not help me. I was basically in the fetal position by that point <laughs> going... Oh, God, there's so much to think about. See, I have questions here. Right. Because earlier on in the episode, we see them walking through the the labs. Yes. And there's a man in black sitting in one of the labs. Yeah. So automatically I started thinking, right, last week we discussed it. We thought he's had a mental break. He thinks he's a host, but he Mm -hmm. isn't quite. Mm -hmm. Now I'm thinking he was a host. Then Mm -hmm. the post-credit scene, there's a smirk on his face as the camera fades to black and I'm starting to think is it still human? Yeah. It's 
difficult. Uh, is he to, is he still uh, in this frame of mind where he thinks he's still a host? Is he trying to trick the host into thinking he's a host? The way I saw it in the episode was that he has clearly gone insane. He's murdered his daughter. He's yeah. suffered a lot of blood loss. He's just blown his hand off. Mm-hmm. Right. To me, that's where his journey in this ends. He's collapsed on the floor. I don't even know if he makes it to Dolores. That's the level, like, I'm thinking, has he just collapsed after killing Emily? Because at the end of the episode, you see that, they've, you know, the um, one of the new security team comes yeah. over and goes... He's the VIP. We've found a VIP. He's in a bad place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the man in black line there. So to me, at some point in this, he's just collapsed. Game over for him. Too much blood loss, and someone finds him and picks him up. The... F- post-credit scene is a future way 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 ahead yeah, of the future yeah I think you need to remove that from anything we've seen yeah. in this season I just replace that because there's no liquid in that building anymore like fair enough they flooded the area and they talked about draining it but you're not draining that much in that length yeah. of time there's sand everywhere there's like dirt oh it's in a terrible state of affairs it looks as though it's been like a long time that's been neglected that to me is a programmed simulation of the man in black that they're running to try and get fidelity mm-hmm. and at the man in black's issue is that no matter how many times they run this simulation he still can't help himself he still tries to betray someone like that's the way I'm seeing it, that's his fault in the same way that so is, he, lost is he a host then? No, to me he's a human that is now in a computer simulation but then we don't know as well how far ahead the Dolores Bernard scene at the end is, so once they've escaped the island, yeah. once they're there mm-hmm. she's rebuilt herself, she's rebuilt Bernard popped the mind ball yeah. <laughs> the mind marvel in that could be really far ahead in the future right yes we don't have there's no there's there's no calendar in the background no, no. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think we've got to remember like when they're creating these newer versions of Bernard or Dolores or the man in black how long it took to actually get them properly up to speed mm-hmm. like it's not like you can do it in a week yeah because it's I know a, it's well, a long time well we know William's daughter does she, she kind of lightly touches on how long it's been? Absolutely, yeah. Is it eleven thousand yeah. nine hundred and twenty-seven? So I mean, we, correct. Was it? Yeah. Oh, very I did that good. without even a note. <laughs> um, right, that's me done for the day. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, but so we we don't know how long these processes are done separately. Mm-hmm. So I mean. I don't. I'm, I'm. I'm. Mind blown. Yes. Yeah. I've found an interview with Lisa Joy. Um, I think it's one of the behind the scenes um, interviews that HBO have been putting out. That she says um, she's talking about it, saying that the Man in Black has repeated his quest again and again and again, looking, and the hosts still haven't found what they're looking for. He's in a prison of his own sins, and he will be for many lives to come. That's, that's very metaphor. That's a bit of a metaphor. So yeah, isn't to it? me though, that that to me is. Maybe this is a programmed version of the Man in Black. I don't know why they've gotten the. Is it just a? Is this just hell for him? Is that it? Are they just going to run the simulation? Much like there's an episode of Fame Black Mirror, it kind of reminded me of White Christmas. That right. Yeah, yeah, that, that's fair. In case anyone's not watched it, no, no. it's got John Hamm in it, and it's very good. No, Handsome Ham. Handsome Ham. Handsome Ham's in it. Right. That's a good point, actually. Um, I, to be honest, I'm I'm just trying to separate that post-credit scene from anything I've seen mm-hmm. so in that, that season. So we're expecting that to turn up in like season five. Yeah. Per chat. Yeah. Perhaps. I think. I think it would be really easy to just say, yeah, he's a host because he took all those bullets and he took all that. Uh, but you never know. It could be he is tough as old boots. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, even when we, when Dolores found him, air quotes. Uh huh. Um, 
we were none the wiser whether or not he had found the USB port in his arm mm-hmm. that he had been digging away for. So, yeah. and another bit of um, another different Lisa Joy interview. This one in Deadline, she was saying that let me find it that he has killed his daughter Emily, thinking she might be a host. He was in fact mistaken, and he's digging into his own skin for answers and doesn't find any wires by the time Dolores arrives, which is telling the way she's worded that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know. See, um, by the end of this timeline, he's being shipped out into the real world. He did kill his own daughter. He's in the prison of his own skin, locked in his own confusion and guilt. The chapter that occurs after the credits is a little piece of what to come in the future. It gives full closure of the timelines by validating what happened in the park as the man in black leaves. See, this, I have to say, right, this is, and I spoke about this with you, Laura, this is one thing that... And it's not just Westworld that does this. It's a lot of TV shows and movies do this now, where mm-hmm. they have the interview with the creator after episodes or after the the movie, and the creator kind of explains yes. plot points. And I genuinely miss the days where you could go into a movie or watch a TV show and interpret it for however you want, yep. however right or wrong you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, biggest example I can think of what, uh, recently was the film Mother, where uh, Stan Aronofsky, yes. yeah, who explained the whole plot afterwards, and I thought I have not really had time to work that out. I've mm-hmm. not, you know, he's just explained it, and the fact that we're now needing Lisa Joy to kind of explain certain plot points and yeah. further on, I'm like, I'd rather not have that. This I, is the culture we find ourselves I know. in with TV. And we film, need though. an answer. There's, well, there is. There are people that demand answers. Mm. There are people that aren't just happy with their interpretation, yeah, yeah. and that frustrates me because yeah. I like having my own idea of what a film is or a TV message is mm-hmm. without it being influenced by some by one of the creators yeah. telling yeah. me why I'm right, right or wrong. Yeah. Um, I mean, they even done it with Avengers Infinity War. The directors were coming out and talk, talking about certain plot points and you're like, yeah. right, come on. It's, as much as I find I have found elements of this season pretty confusing, that's on me. Yeah. It's on me to go back and work it yeah. out rather than someone spoon feeding me. Yeah. I, I don't mind feeling, well, I didn't feel that clever after I watched that, but I can always go back and, and watch it again. We're yeah. in a culture as well where everyone's using their phone as well as watching the television, second screens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So no one's really given their full attention to shows. And I remember, yes. um, was it David Simon that did The Wire mm-hmm. saying, this is not a show for people that want to read the newspaper and watch television at the same time. Like, put yeah. everything else down, watch the show. Because yeah. especially The Wire... Two minutes of distraction, you have to watch the whole episode yeah. again. <laughs> and, and what I've found doing with, with Westworld, um, what I didn't do with season one, is I've put the phone in the other room, mm-hmm. I put yep. the subtitles on so I'm not missing any bit of dialogue because I want to understand it. Yeah. It's not that I'm just passively watching it, I'm genuinely interested yeah. in plot points. So when it's explained to me, I'm a bit like, oh, well, I wish I'd got there on my own. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I find myself especially now that we're doing the podcast and we're diving deep into mm. what's happening, I've found myself watching it with my wife mm-hmm. and then she'll go to her bed and then I will rewatch it. Yeah. Just to try and iron out any creases, yeah, any questions yeah, I might have that's just happened. Yeah. Um and like Max says, the phones in another mm-hmm. room, I just don't like the distraction. Yeah. I think this is it's a very you know, it's it's almost a gift that we're getting a television show that has been written with so many layers that you can sit and unpack it as yeah. much as you want. And if you're a casual viewer, maybe Westworld isn't for you. Maybe you're not going to enjoy it, but if you are there and you love a mystery and you love a little bit of science fiction, dig right in. Yeah, I mean, in this world where people have got Twitter, 
Facebook, mm-hmm. any other mm-hmm. manner of social media. Could you imagine the reaction to Lost? Oh. People would have lost the plot with it yeah. halfway through. Yeah. And these shows aren't, aren't for no. people that have got the attention span of a child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the thing with Westworld is, even though it is a confusing show and it's written in a way that it challenges the viewer, it doesn't deter me in any way. I want to come back. I, yeah. I want to watch the next episode. And the acting is so strong uh-huh. that even if I didn't in particularly enjoy a certain episode and go, well, it was a really well performed. Yes. There's a lot of scenes in this, um, the last episode where I was going, I don't understand that, yeah. but wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're, 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 you're encapsulated by it. Like, yeah. Anything, Anthony Hopkins for most of season two spoke mm-hmm. in big monologues and if you're switch off for even a split second, oh, I've missed a bit there. But he's so, it's so yeah. well done. Before we move on, I just wanted to bring up that one of the most beautiful scenes in that episode that we've just watched was everyone running towards this door, everyone running yeah. towards the alley beyond. Yeah. We are, um, the body flops yes. off the side. Yes, that was and great. And almost this, yeah. Oh, that was that, wonderful done, was wasn't it? gorgeous. Yeah. I just, I, every single time, and like the camera shot over the top watching is just... Yes. And that's how all done. the bodies got there. And, that's uh, it. That's and then that case answers, closed. There we go. And that answers why everyone <laughs> yeah. had a clean body when they found them. Yep. That's one thing solved. Now, we're going to take a short break to drop in an advert, even though last week I took a short break to drop in an advert and then we didn't drop in an advert. We just put them at the start and the finish, which was grating to say the least. Uh, so I'm going to leave a short break and then we're going to talk the big question of the episodes. So, the big big point and the big problem we have going into season three is that we saw Dolores with a beautiful handbag, mm-hmm. which I very much wanted. Um, well, this was Charlotte Dolores or Dolores. Dolores. I think I called her Dolorette. Oh yeah, time. that's actually better than what Dolores. people think Charlores. Uh, Dolorette, let's go with well, that. I so like that. She rocks up on the boat, she's got a lovely handbag. Again, beautiful handbag, would very much like to own it. Um, looks inside five memory marbles. Mm-hmm. We know one of them is definitely Bernard. Yeah. We see them later, they're in Bernard's beautiful house. Yeah. Looks lovely, mm-hmm. lovely garden, really into the architecture. Um, now we've got Dolores, she's rebuilt her own body, she's popped herself back over, we think. Um, Bernard is sitting across from her and there's a Charlotte body but we don't hear her speak or really see any mannerisms. We don't know who that is. So I guess what I'm asking is, who are the four other marbles oh. in that bag? I'm convinced, we saw her remove the thing from Teddy's head. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm convinced that she's kept Teddy. She's put him into the valley though. He's in the valley. So can he be both places at once? Gary's just not even attempting to answer the question. I, I think <laughs> one of, at me. can one of them. No, because I've just I've just realised I've basically just shot my own theory in the foot. <laughs> <laughs> Could one of them not be Abernathy? Yes. I would really like it. If it was I would Peter. like that, and that would yes. it's her dad. I, I so bring like him into the fold. Lewis, drop us a line if it is, please. <laughs> <laughs> so I would really enjoy it if if Peter Abernathy was there. If mm-hmm. if her gift to Teddy is letting him be free and living the life that he wants. Mm-hmm. That would be great if the emotional connection, if she was still thinking, you know what, I still want my dad around. Yeah. That would be great. Uh, Clementine, maybe? I know she was a zombie, but... Maeve? Maeve, possibly. I mean, I like the fact that she's sitting with um, 
Bernard saying, we're not really going to be friends. Yeah. yeah. Like, we need to be enemies, but if we're all to survive, we're going to need opposing forces here. Yeah, and that's why I think Maeve might be there, because Maeve mm-hmm. was like her opposite. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and I think she needs that. Yeah, yeah because if Charlotte's going to bring five uh, pals in, well, she can't. <laughs> She's got no pals. <laughs> She did. She did spend most of the season shooting yeah. people. Yeah. Even Teddy was sick of her by the end of it. A lot of people <laughs> sacrificed themselves on her behalf. She doesn't have many friends no. to choose from. Mm-hmm. Left. So what's that? We're seeing Peter. Peter. We're Peter, seeing Maeve. Maeve. We've still got two left to check. Um, Teddy. Like, I, I would go with Teddy. Do you see how I want to see Teddy him back? Seems like an easy. He looked so happy in the valley, though. Yeah, although no. it really worried me that he was by himself. Where did everyone else go? Has yeah. she accidentally shot him into a different virtual reality? Well, did they reality? not say that they could be who they wanted to be there? Yeah. So maybe they've just went off and are being who they want to be. Either Teddy just really wanted to be alone or everyone else yeah. wanted to be without Teddy. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I would love it if Rebus kicked up, like just turned back up and they were just like, to be honest, we didn't mean to pick up his marble. <laughs> oh, this is a mistake. What about, so we've got him. What about James? Would you bring James though? Because he's going to glitch. Yeah, but he's worth it for the entertainment yeah, value alone. Yeah. What, when he lines, Psychoville. When he lines you up and tries to shoot you. Surely, yeah. yeah, that's going to be really watchable. <laughs> it's watchable for us, for them, a bit of a bureaucratic nightmare. Right, maybe not. Then. Imagine sitting him down again going, listen, this is the 72nd body we've put you in. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop. Bernard's in there. He's, I'm running out of materials here. <laughs> this isn't like Westworld where I had a store cupboard downstairs. <laughs> James, possibly. I would. I mean, I'd, I'd love it if it was Maeve and Hector. I'd love Hector to come back in as a, a little bit of a bodyguard on the side. We'd, if Teddy's gone and that sort of gunslinger is away, yeah. then Hector could step into that gap. I, I don't know. I know, it's difficult. It's difficult trying to guess. There's so He's, many characters. Yeah, there is, yeah. And it's difficult to try and pin one down that you think would either justify yeah. coming back into the story or whether or not it would be just interesting to see them return. Yeah. In an outside world. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm always drawn to, like, Rebus and things, because I think that'd just be fun. <laughs> yeah. Because like, in the same way you'd like James Dalos to run Rampage. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Because at least in, if, if James returns into the real world mm-hmm. there's going to be real world consequences yeah. with someone glitching to the level he can yeah I don't know mm-hmm. I, I think we're thinking too dramatic in, in season 3 I think season 3 needs to take a turn and this is where I've got an idea for season oh, 3 oh right? Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan if you're Please listening because this like is going to be great we turn it from a sci-fi western drama uh-huh. into a fish out of water sitcom called <laughs> Oh Bernard <laughs> and it's <laughs> Two girls, a guy and a clone maker sit in a hip neighbourhood in Seattle. <laughs> Soundtrack by Hall & Oates, of course. <laughs> that is watchable television. Yeah. I'm in. Yep. I'm in. Sold. Done. Thank Sorted. you. I can get rid of all my other questions. <laughs> so, my other question was, I was thinking about this last night whilst watching. We found out that everyone is, every human that they've tried to recreate is flawed. Everyone ends up in the same loop and they make the same key decision. Yes. And James Delos's was telling his son to leave. Turning his back on him. Turning his back on him after many times not accepting the, the apology and the walking in. If they all end up in the same place, where would you end up? 
what is going to be your flaw that every single time they're going to be like, oh, start again? That's quite a philosophical question. Yeah. That's quite a deep question, yeah. I must say. I feel like mine, though, would probably be like saying I was going to do something and then you'd find me just watching a box set four hours later. Mm-hmm. Or No, saying, mine's, see, mine's, you just hinted at something there. Yeah. Mine's would be saying that I'm going to watch something mm-hmm. and then sitting flicking through Netflix for four hours and then going to my bed without watching a scene. <laughs> but having read 400 descriptions. Yes. And watching those little, like, 20-second edits to, like, <laughs> yeah. generic music. Yeah, without any dialogue. <laughs> I really don't know what mine would be, because I, I, I want to give a good answer. Um, you know what it is? It'd be returning to every Sunday night, and I'm thinking, do I cook? I've got food in the house. Or do I go and order something? <laughs> and I order something. Yeah. Every Sunday night. Yeah. Sorry, Mum. Will I prep all of my meals for the yes, week? Yes, I think that's... Or yeah. will I get easily distracted by something else? <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I think I'd probably... You'd find me just sitting on the sofa watching a box set and they'd go, but you said you were going to hoover. And I'll go, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, again and again and again. Or you'll just find me on Wikipedia because I've got lost in Wikipedia... Like I, I thought I've watched something and went, oh, I wonder, I wonder what year it was that that happened in. And then I'll type that in, and then there'll be like a link to something unrelated, It'll be like space travel, oh, space travel. And then there'll be a link to something else. And before you know it, I'm like really good on like I don't know, Chinese art, <laughs> like something completely unrelated to the original journey because I've yeah. got lost on Wikipedia for so long. Or or, or going into a YouTube hole. I, I'm yeah. yeah, I'm pretty bad for that. Yeah. And it's funny when you do that sometimes, and then you look up at the search bar, and it's completely different from what you're watching right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah. I think it would definitely. I think that's that's my life, and that would be they'd be like, well, set fire to that. Post. <laughs> <laughs> She's done it again. She's done it again. Yeah. We've now finished season two, sadly. We're at the end. Who'd have thought we'd ever have made it when we were so broken several episodes ago? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so confused. I honestly did not think we'd make it this far. MVP? Who's who's MVP for season two? Who do you think's been most the best? Maeve. Maeve. Mine's... I, I've... Over the past maybe two and a half years, I've found myself being drawn towards characters with strong paternal instincts mm-hmm. since I became a father. Mm-hmm. And I think, oh, just play the dad card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing like the man in black, though, thankfully. <laughs> and I've found myself characters where they show a strong bond with their child. Has, I, I, it's just it's been this weird reaction that I've found mm-hmm. myself having cinematically and yeah. through TV. Maeve's quest to find her daughter and then ultimately saying, I kept you safe, you go mm-hmm. to your beyond mm-hmm. really got to me so thanks very much Tandy <laughs> it was I think she played an absolute blinder as well with some of the some of those scenes where she had no dialogue and she was stuck on a table yeah. and she yeah. only had like one solitary tear to portray yep. something that's some acting chops oh, right yeah. there yes. and I think she's she's been through all of the emotions yeah, <laughs> yeah oh yeah. god all of the emotions the fear the terror and even that the fact that she was such a strong, powerful female character who still every yes. so often showed glimmers of PTSD and glimmers mm-hmm. of fear yeah. and anxiety. Yeah, and, it's, you it's know, interesting to see a strong female character with depth. that have vulnerabilities yeah. and depth. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're just not a badass one hundred percent. Because I think that's half the problem is when sometimes with TV shows and, and film when they write strong female character, it means they've got to be an arsehole to everyone and yes. they don't ever get to do anything mm. else. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was great to see someone that had 
had the emotions and doubted herself sometime. And it was even just nice that she had this strong team behind her. Yes. You know, yeah. she knew to collect good people to help her through yeah, her journey. Yeah, there was a trust there yeah. with everyone, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I had kind of had two down. Me was one of mine for all the reasons we just spoke about. You can't have her. We can't have her. <laughs> so I will have to go with my main man, Teddy. Um... What what a journey it's been with Teddy from beige to rage. I absolutely yeah. love them. Especially for you. For from me, I can't believe last week when I missed episode nine, um, when it was such a Teddy centric episode, I was gutted not to be able to speak about it. But where were you? Uh, I was in New York. Um, did you Did you go away? I didn't even. No, I, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, I just, I just thought you were like I don't know in a meeting elsewhere or something. I thought like from season one to season two, the character development of Teddy and just. I thought James Marston was brilliant. I, I loved him, um, and I think he should be in more things. Yes. Um, just loved his character, and, and that, those glimmers of just complete badassery, and then the kind of realisation that he's changed and he, and he can't go any further with, with uh, Dolores. And that was a really, that was a sad moment. Yeah. I genuinely was quite, that was an emotional speech, and even with the, the static noise in the background, it was really jarring. Um, no. Teddy for me, MVP. I kind of thought you might also have chosen Stubbs. Our St- old Ashley Stubbs. Stubbs. Head of security. Head of the worst security team <laughs> of all time. Yeah, I kind of thought you might have just said, you know, oh, he won me round in the end. <laughs> I will kind of with these bit of patter at the end, but uh, no, it was, it was Teddy for me. Teddy I like that, when you touch on Ashley, I like the fact that he, at the end, mm-hmm. having the conversation with Dolores. Mm-hmm. Dolores. Dolores. Sometimes when I say Dolores, I feel like it sounds like yeah. it should be like a sanitary towel brand. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's what it sounds like to me in my head. There's just that little knowing he he knows that she is who she is. Yes. Yeah. And basically just says, on you go, I've just to deal with in the park. Because yeah. we were talking about this before and it, I've seen people online saying, oh, well, that must mean Stubbs is a host. But I didn't see it that no. way. I saw that he was just given a little bit of patter, like, oh, my core drives. And yeah. this is a story that was written for me. <laughs> On you go. Yeah. That's how I'm It was it. pretty much yeah. him just saying, you're no my problem now. Absolutely. Yeah, that was it. And he was always very, um, you know, he showed feelings towards the host. Yes. He showed empathy towards the host. He's like, someone else's problem now. Because, yep. yeah, you could read it in two ways. You could say that Stubbs does not realise Dolores is in that body and he's just happy to be getting rid of Charlotte and he likes a wee bit of the chat mm-hmm. and he sees she's leaving and he's just kind of... I mean, he's had such a difficult time with her for a while, he's just seeing how far he can push the boundaries of terrible conversation. Or he watches these hosts, he is so used to the host mannerisms, there is a Charlotte that he may or may not have found the dead body for as well. He may mm-hmm. know that Charlotte's yep. dead and then sees Charlotte in front of him. Mm-hmm. Acting very Dolorisy, doing all of yep. the evil, the no arm movement as she walks, with <laughs> yeah. steady eyes, and then yeah, it's just like do you know what, oh, just go. I'm I'm, I'm definitely I'm of the frame of mind that yeah. it's the second second yeah. person there. Yeah, Laura, it just doesn't we, want room. Who was your MVP, Laura? My MVP this season, and it's I think she's been cruelly overlooked. Is Elsie? No, um, <laughs> cruelly overlooked because she just went evil and everyone just fell out like viewers just fell out with her as Dolores I think mm-hmm. I think she stayed true to what she set out to do I think she has shown emotion much like Maeve but she hasn't let the emotion change her plans Maeve very much has flip-flopped every time mm-hmm. someone's been sad near her 
you know, whole plans have changed. <laughs> okay, maybe not as like that, but you're yeah. so flippant. <laughs> <laughs> Maeve's just, you know, Maeve sees her daughter and like adapted plans to work around her daughter, and who knows what Maeve would have done if she wasn't trying to get her daughter out of the park. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Like Maeve would still be on the train if it wasn't for that connection. But Dolores, I feel like if Dolores was the one on the train that found out her dad was behind, I feel like Dolores would have switched off and went. Yeah. Um, I think she is a product of everything that has been happening in the park, and I think she's dealing with that very well. Like, if you had every memory flood mm. back to you, and every memory was of a traumatic experience of either, like, a creepy guy coming into the park trying to chat you up, picking up <laughs> your can, mm. all the way to you're being dragged into a barn and yeah. brutally like just brutal scenes happening around you you would probably there's a large chance that some of those hosts would just be sitting under a tree rocking backwards and forwards but not Dolores she's mobilised an army and she's going to get the job done Mm -hmm. and I just think that she as as much as you could say she's evil now I think she was strong and steadfast and set in her roots and she had a goal and she worked towards it and I just think that is an honourable trait yeah, of the host, I, you know? I, I can't wait to see how she starts, how she uh, adapts to the real world and what her major, what's her long-term yeah. plans here, yeah. like how she's going to infiltrate companies or politicians or, or, or any along those lines. As much as I want that fish out of water sitcom, this is going to be really interesting. Yeah. I mean, Bernard hints at the fact that she, he's he's under the impression she just wants to destroy them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, if he's going literal, then mm-hmm. how is she going to go that way? Yeah. How is she going to do it? And we've seen sympathetic sides to her where she's with Teddy as well. She's been yeah. like, you know what? You have the valley beyond. You yeah. have that. I mean, even that scene where she wakes up next to him mm-hmm. was really, really bittersweet because yeah. you could see she was still hurting. Yeah. But you could tell that she knew she still had somewhere to go. to go. Yeah. 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 She can't wallow in sadness forever. Yeah, she's getting up and she's There's no forward. small violins for her. No, oh, absolutely not. No, but she'll have a 10-minute break where there will be. <laughs> she'll deal with those emotions and then she'll move forward. Yeah. And, I mean, even that, the, I think as well, it's, it's all testament to Evan Rachel Woods of just how beautifully she's played these yeah. scenes. And that scene with Peter was fantastic. Evan Rachel Wood and Lewis Hertham, that was the highlight of the season, mm-hmm. that scene. And then the fact she just turns around and is like, I'm going to cut someone's head off now. (laughs) She's flip-flopping between all of these emotions. And yeah, even just seeing the body language change between Dolores and then this sort of Wyatt-infused Dolores. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just just thought she was fantastic. Yeah, there was nuance to her that you don't tend to see in TV shows. Yes. Like, they don't give characters the chance to do such a thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's testament to the writing as well, that it's given these actors... Mm-hmm. such depth for their characters yeah. that you can't help but feel a connection with yeah. them. I mean, even Akechita getting a standalone episode this up until the yeah. minor character that yeah. hasn't... All the Emmys know, for that. Oh, that performance was just beautiful. Yeah. That, seeing him run to the valley and mm-hmm. went shot in the back and falling over the cliff face, that was a sharp intake of breath moment for yeah. me where I went, oh no. Yeah, I, I did shout, oh no. But then it was the thankful part where he goes, oh, oh touches his back, uh, oh, I'm fine. Oh, is that a scratch? <laughs> I'm okay, I'm okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, and he saw his, yeah, uh, his that wife. Was yeah, that was nice. Yeah. That was beautiful. No, I, I think, yeah, I think the episode's wrapped up the season quite well. I'm confused. Very in, confused. in typical Westworld fashion, it wraps it up and then throws you a bunch of questions. Yeah, throws so. a bunch of questions. And I'm T- excited it ties us over to it, season I'm three. excited to see where it goes now. It's an interesting idea to make something so entertaining and at the end of it you go, yeah, I really dug that. 
but I really don't know what the heck no. is happening. No, because as much as I, as much as I kind of get in my head what happened with the man in black there, I don't. I still haven't worked out why they would want to have him in a simulation running him through. What does he know? What use does he have? Is it just a punishment? Is that it? Or are they just gonna... Is that his purgatory? Yeah, is mm. that it? And then with Bernard and Dolores, why... What do the two of them see that they can do out in this world? Are they taking over from the humans? Is that why she's brought Bernard along? Yeah. For his knowledge and the fact he'll be able to build these hosts? And mm-hmm. But yes... Because she said we, we can't be friends, mm-hmm. so... As much as Dolores is, you know, she's her own woman and this is kind of her quest, mm-hmm. she still kind of needs Bernard yeah. along the way. Is I don't know if it's like a... to keep her in check or yeah. someone to kind of bounce ideas off of her, who yeah. knows? But, um, yeah, I can't wait to see what happens in season three now. Yeah. And now, if you, like us, have been left with a large amount of free time now that season two is over, um, we've had a little look where you can find some of the actors because we've made a lot of new favourite actors through mm-hmm. season two um, and we just want to make sure that we check in with them not in their personal lives that'd be weird as much as I would like to go to James Marsden's house and chap on the door and say hiya how's it going hiya hiya that's it I would have no follow up conversation no. and then just awkwardly walk away <laughs> awkwardly move to the side yeah so um, I mean Shannon Woodward obviously was one of my favourites playing mm-hmm. Elsie who's definitely still not real um, she's going to be in my favourite video game sequel The Last of Us Part 2 yeah. yes I've mentioned it a lot in the office and then I got made fun of because I've got a Last of Us wallpaper on my phone to which someone said to me like Laura just just stop (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I think that'll be exciting to see that Mm -hmm. to see her in that also I think it's going to be quite sad because I'm she's not coming back to the show I'm guessing no well you never know you never know I mean it depends whether she put the hat on isn't it and whether she or are you thinking Bernard will just bring her back one day and yeah. go, well, she needs to because Bernard then has to go, oh, I imagined you this whole time. <laughs> just, to, just to give you a just pe- closure. Just yeah. that little closing of the book. Uh, Lewis Hertham is going to be in Labyrinth, which is a film with Johnny Depp, which is about the investigation into the, the Biggie Smalls murder. Oh, oh that'd be good. Like it'll be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Evan Rachel Wood's coming up in a untitled Miranda July film. She's playing Old Jolly-O. Um, it's about someone whose life is thrown into turmoil when their parents invite a stranger to be part of their crime spree. Um, Tandy Newton, your favourite. Yeah. The death and life of John F. Donovan, about a young actor. You will obviously, I'm assuming, be first in the queue for that. I'm sure there'll be a press screen so I'll be there anyway. <laughs> yeah, just you sitting outside waiting for it. She, she is also in the uh, British Airways safety video. Oh, sorry, how would you know this? Oh, well, I wasn't. I, I saw it and I thought, that's my bit of Westworld from a trip. And I thought, <laughs> oh, Tandy, there you are. And then in a very, very Westworld news, both James Marsden and Clifton Collins Jr. are going to rock up in the new Quentin Tarantino film. Which will be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes, we don't know how to, what to make of the Quentin Tarantino film yet. I've made my feelings clear on yes. this one, but I don't think it's for this podcast. No, that'll be for our next podcast. Yeah. Gary rants on topics. <laughs> <laughs> also, we've got um, Charlotte, a.k.a. Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson, Creed She'll be in Creed, yeah. Creed 2. How could you forget two. that? Oh, yes. Especially after the trailer came out this week, and mm-hmm. there's a bit of drag on the road. Yeah. I also oh. wanted to add, and you did ask me to bring this up, uh, probably people who listen to the podcast think I'm quite heartless because I didn't cry during episode 8 well mm-hmm. I watched Creed at the weekend yeah. which I'd seen before and was pretty much bubbling during that 
So yeah. I do have a heart, people. But if not get video of this, no. Listeners, I, I just so. hope that you can keep. I don't know, like working on this. I will try. I will try. So that maybe at some point you'll watch an episode and go, "Oh, that was quite sad." Yeah. <laughs> I don't expect full tears. Just a, oh, oh, you know, it got me in the feels. Something like that. Maybe Creed Two will do it to me as yeah, well. Exactly. Creed Two might be the door that opens. Yeah, that's it. This whole series has been about doors opening. Maybe yes. the door is to your emotional mm-hmm. heart. I have to have Michael B. Jordan. Where's <laughs> Wallace? The, <laughs> there's the rules. And now we've reached the end of the maze and we found the door back to reality. We'll be back soon with a few podcasts looking back at season one, so make sure to hit subscribe so you won't miss out when we post them. I think we'll take a wee trip back and rewatch season one of Westworld, especially mm-hmm. now that I own a 4K Blu ray version of it. Oh. Yeah. Fancy. I know, it's just me purchasing a 4K Blu-ray season one Westworld before season two started thinking I'm going to watch all of this and then getting distracted by a different box set. (laughs) I'll need to get a (coughs) stream of it, so yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Look, you'll all be invited round at some point. We'll just sit and watch it. Um, as always, you can let us know your thoughts on Twitter. We're at Way at Westworld. We will be there probably until season three starts, just posting gifts. <laughs> yep. And more polls. <laughs> more polls. More polls. Um, yeah, the the Felix, 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 Felix before Gary noticed. It's probably a highlight of my Twitter Twitter use. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was very well received. Yeah. Not uh, amongst us, but not uh, amongst <laughs> you two. No. Um, we're a way to get drunk, cry a little, and shout the full Hector size more speech into the abyss. This has been Weird Westworld.